0: Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely.
1: Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles.
2: Coming up on NBA Today with the Board of Governors agreeing on a new resting policy. Will this be the most star-studded regular season we've seen in quite some time, dare I say ever? We discuss plus one team that's certainly going to be affected the los angeles clippers so we check in on what their off-season outlook is looking like plus we're also going to go all access with all george and happy birthday jimmy butler we're going to celebrate with a must-see edition of top of the top all of his best moments from around the league and we start right now hello welcome to nba today i'm malika andrews i'm holding it down in our los angeles studio but Never fear my friends, Sinead Gumake, Brian Windhorst, and Kendrick Perkins are all going to be with us momentarily. But the big news that we're all sort of digesting, still working the ins and outs through in our minds, is the newly enforced resting star policy that is for star players in the NBA. Here is NBA Commissioner Adam Silver yesterday discussing it.
3: I would say, at least initially, we're taking a somewhat light touch here. I think in, in, under the notion that change will probably happen here incrementally. I think we'll state this principle, see how teams react, and see if more needs to be done. But I, th- I think most importantly, there's a sense from all the different constituent groups in the league that this is ultimately about the fans, and that we've taken this too far. I mean, this is an acknowledgement that it's gotten away from us a bit. I mean, we've discussed this in, in the past. You know, some people suggested, well, there may be too many games, but as I said the data isn't even clear that as the season goes on, that you're increasing the likelihood of injury. It might have an effect on performance, but not necessarily on injury. And so I think it may be why the league um, didn't become involved maybe as deeply as we should have earlier on. And part of the discussion today was about the science. And frankly, the science is inconclusive. But one thing I wanna make clear that the message to our teams and players is not that rest is never appropriate. And I realize there's a bit of an art to this, not just a science, and that's with the hands-on trainers and coaches who are talking to players and saying, how do you feel? I'm certainly not saying that's not relevant. I think at least in the first instance, in terms of this policy, we're trying to deal with some of the most egregious examples where multiple star players, for example, healthy, healthy, all out on the same night, healthy, healthy. And I think we're letting down the fans. We're letting down our partners by doing that. It's a shared view by everyone in the league. It's not just coming from the league office. I think whether it's our teams, our players association, individual players, I think there's an acknowledgement across the league that we need to return to that principle, that this is an 82-game league and a statement of a principle that if you're a healthy player in this league, that the expectation is that you're going to play.
2: All right. So listening to all that, I think the headliner here is that teams are going to be prevented from sitting multiple stars based on the league's definition of star, right? Half of the league is going to be facing this issue on a nightly basis. As we say hello to the man who never rests, one Mr. Kendrick Perkins. Perk, when you take a look at this new player resting policy, particularly how it's going to impact the stars, how do you think it's going to affect the product we see on the floor night in and night out?
1: It's not. It's great. It's gonna make the product have to produce and 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 do what they do, and that's get paid great money to go out there and do their job and entertain the fans who spend their hard-earned money. But what we, what we will see is the ones that actually come out of come out of the of the dark. Who's gonna complain in the media about this situation? Those are the ones I'm looking forward to because now. They can't hide themselves or they can't blame it on the team doctor or situation. So now everybody is held accountable. But imagine this real quick, Malika. Adam Silver actually had to place this rule because guys not want to show up and do their job. It's crazy.
2: Well, but as Adam said, this is an admission that we needed to step in. This is saying, you know what? Yes, for a couple of years, we sort of leaned on this science that we now have come to understand doesn't have as big of an impact as we once thought. So here we are making a course correction, and we're going to get to see the impact of that on the court very, very soon. Perk, thank you so much. Please stick around. Because another layer to this rule change, right, it's the impact of nationally televised games. So, for example, the Suns, you can take a look. They host the Blazers on November 21st, and then they take on the Warriors the following night, and that game is Right here on ESPN. So, Devin Booker, for example, he would not be allowed to sit out the Warriors game for rest because it is on national TV. So, what is behind me here? Take a look. These are the teams that are going to face this the most often. You can see it is the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Phoenix Suns because they all have multiple stars here. But one of the names that has sort of been brought up the most here is Kawhi Leonard, right? What happens to him? But in fact, there was actually only one instance where he was resting last year their other ones were for for injury management right there were 53 total instances where a player technically missed a game due to rest while there were 159 occasions where a player sat for injury management so so what's the difference that's where this could get a little bit murky here right Is a player out for rest what's the difference between rest and injury management and no one reads the teeds leaves better than our senior writer brian Windhorst. so brian what is the distinction there
0: well, according to the new rules, it's what the NBA independent doctors are going to say that it is. So there are going to be certain circumstances where teams are going to have to make a choice about whether they're going to risk an NBA investigation. Now Adam Silver said they're going to have a light touch. Well, we'll see on that. So Malika, the first week of the season, maybe it's actually the second calendar week, we've got a situation with the Lakers and Clippers. It is a, it is a back-to-back, Orlando at the Clippers. The next night, Orlando, I'm sorry, Lakers, Clippers, national television game. Now, under the rules, typically that situation from years past, Kawhi Leonard would definitely only play in one of those games, huh. and he might pick the Orlando game to play in because that might be a more comfortable game for the Clippers. Now, he's coming off knee surgery. They could claim injury management. I don't think that the league would investigate that, but. It's possible that they potentially would later in the season. So that is a huge thing is how much of the team's going to push the envelope and how much is the league actually going to do what they say is in these rules here yeah. and come in and actually take a look at it and say, does your knee actually need this game off? And what's to me, what's crazy about this is you're going to have teams. This doesn't affect them at all. And then you're going to have other teams, specifically in my view, the Lakers and the Clippers, who may have to designate somebody in their front office to do this strategy. Because looking ahead, you may say, oh man, we have to apply for a waiver maybe in a week, or maybe we need to look ahead here and choose that we may rest Anthony Davis on this Wednesday and LeBron on this Thursday. And there's a whole set of different things to, to to do, whereas the Detroit Pistons, who have a potential all-star player this year in Cade Cunningham, I think he's going to have a great year coming off a very difficult season where he missed a lot of the injury, yeah. where he can rest whenever he wants. So it's it's a very unique set of circumstances that the league has never seen before, and I really don't know how it's going to go, and I think there's going to be some situations within that first month to six weeks where the league is going to have to decide whether they're drawing the line in the sand mm. or it's going to essentially be business as usual.
2: Yeah, Kate Cunningham is a great example. Brian, um, Bobby Marks brought up uh, Victor Wembanyama yesterday as another example who wouldn't fall under the league's <sighs> definition of star, but I know that everybody wants to see him available, especially in nationally televised games. One aspect, though, of this new resting policy that feels like maybe it's getting glossed over a little bit, is that teams can't shut players down anymore. So gone in the days, right, where the Wizards, I'm thinking last season, they can sit Bradley Beal for the last, what was it, 10 games for, for knee soreness, is what they had it listed as, or Damian Lillard, obviously a famous example with calf soreness. So, Perk, how do you think this is going to change, do you think, maybe the final month of the season where usually it's a little bit of a slog?
1: Well it's gonna make the, the play in tournament that 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 much more better. And also I want you to think about this situation, Malika. And I wanna I wanna actually look at you and Brian while I'm talking about this. You remember the breakup or when Kevin Durant left Minnesota? Right? When he left Minnesota, him him and Kevin McHale was not on good terms because they shut Kevin Garnett down mm. because they actually were pretty much tanking for a lottery pick, and KG was not happy about it. Like, overall, all these rules that we've been seeing since the CBA agreement and since, you know, uh, you know, that's been put in place, I love them. I love them because, again, we want to see the stars. We want to see the best show. We want to see the best product. No knock on the role players, but we want to see those all-star caliber players and those superstar caliber players. Brian, Period. how
2: do you think this is going to make an impact or change things down the end what, of the season?
0: What about at the beginning of the season? Sure. Malika, what about the beginning of the season? So we've got Dame Lillard here um, who has asked for a trade. There is no trade. We are less than two weeks from the start of training camp. Obviously, there'd be some concern about playing him. In other situations and other times, if a player was asking for a trade, he might be sent home. Now, according to these new rules, Dame Lillard's got to be there and got to be playing for the the Trailblazers. So this, this could come into effect right out of the gate here with how Dame Lillard, I I suppose it could be hardened too, but I think Lillard is a better case. Right, because Adam Silver is saying that healthy players,
2: they're expected to play. He added that there is no evidence that rest works, and he reiterated that we, he said, are an 82-game league. There have been players, there have been teams, there have been folks who have advocated for shortening the season, and Adam Silver has said, nope. And, in fact, these are the new rules that we're going to add on top of that to try to encourage players, stars, to be out there night in and night out. All right, there's a lot. This is a dense Dense new rules. So there's a lot we're going to still have to get to coming up here on NBA Today. Devin Booker, though, he made his feelings pretty clear on playing in the next Summer Olympics. But the question is, who else could be alongside him? Big perk. He has some big thoughts. Plus, the WNBA playoffs—they tipped off last night. Las Vegas—they pulled out all of their aces. So we have full highlights and a breakdown from Miss Janae Gumake coming up next. And Giannis—he weighed in on the world champ debate. That honestly, I did not have on my bingo card. So it's only right for our panel to discuss. Whether or not the Nuggets or Germany have the claim to quote-unquote world champions.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Yeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good.
4: Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
1: Welcome back to NBA Today.
5: Let's take it up a notch. Wilson all the way in. Step back. Jumper is good. What a dime. We know we have a target on our backs this year. Stops and hits. It makes it look easy. We have a lot of veterans in the locker room, and you can tell that our core would finally start to click. These ladies always come with the juice. We're not done. Stay locked in.
2: Welcome back to NBA Today. There she is, Shanae Agumake. The WNBA playoffs, they tipped off last night, and there is only one place I feel like we need to start, Shanae, with the best record in the W, the defending champions, the Las Vegas Aces. So this is how it went down against the sky last night. The one seed, Vegas Aces, against the eight seed. And remember, this is game one of the series. (laughs) A little block shot by Asia Wilson gets out in transition. I mean, this is just beautiful, Shanae.
5: And it was the shrug after, like she knew she missed the highlight. There's a little shrug like, come on, you're better than that. But they were better than the rest yesterday.
2: Absolutely. Once again, going up, off the glass, gets it to go. This game wasn't even close. Great With that bucket, Gray extends the Aces lead to 17 from range. And one, Fun. <laughs> And then you got Candace Parker coaching up her squad, even though she's not able to be out there today. Let's go ahead to the fourth quarter here. The Aces up 18 at this point, Jack Young that gets pass a pass. A dime. And she said, you know what, this is a movie. We're making a movie here <laughs> and we're taking the big win. Aces run away with it. Let's also check in on the three-seed Connecticut Sun versus the six-seed Minnesota Lynx. And, Sinead, there's some very special guests in the building. Yukon Women's Basketball, friend of the show, Paige Becker. She was in attendance as well. True. This is a good one. Let's pick it up in the second quarter. This is a close game. The Sun up one here. Taisha Harris hits a three from the left wing to put the Suns up by Fortunae.
5: Yeah, I mean, they were making it rain. Look at the range on th- these threes. The game actually started with a bank three. And when you hit the first shot and it's bank, you know what kind of night it's going to be.
2: Absolutely, threes were the story of this one. The Suns, the Sun, they lead 46 to 32 at halftime. So let's pick it up in the third quarter here. Alyssa Euro. Thomas on the fast break. <laughs> a little fake. Lays it in. And now this one's a 20-point game, Janae.
5: Yeah, I mean, the top seeds yesterday were top seeding. I'll just leave it at that, Malika. I like that.
2: Top seeds were top seeding. You're our top seed, so let's discuss a little bit more. Both games, they were dominant performances by some of the top teams in the league, as you mentioned. But with all this talk, right, we've talked about the super teams. We talked about it yesterday in the show. We talked about the Aces. We talked about the Liberty. But this Sun team, they're sort of like sneaking on into the conversation here. How much of a threat could they be to those top two teams in the WNBA?
5: The Connecticut Sun have everything that you wish to have to win a championship. Now we know they are up against super teams but this starts with their engine, their heart and soul and that's Alyssa Thomas Mm. who generates 41% of their offense. She led the league in rebounds, led the league in assists and let me break it down for you. I said the name of the game was really shooting threes. It starts with her talent and how much she attracts. Watch her attack. Three people are keyed in on her and this is one thing I love. She's unselfish so that energy is contagious. They make the extra pass, look at Tiphey setting that end screen, leaves a wide open shot for DB to knock down. If you give her looks like this, they can beat anybody on another possession. What I love here is that they move the ball, they're patient. Look at the deep range, miss. Rebecca Allen is one of the guards with the longest wingspans, hustles, gets it. Corner shot three, that's the easiest shot, three-point line in basketball, turns around, eight teammates, I got that, that's money. <laughs> and then lastly, what, what I love right here is they just, they're patient, they probe. Look at the run-up screen by Beck Allen to try to free Tiffany Hayes lines it up. They had nine threes in the first half, which tied a franchise record for made threes. They finished with 16. Five different players had threes, and so when you give so many looks, great looks, to shooters of this caliber, it's going to be a good night for them. Absolutely.
2: today and Guma-Kate, thank you. The WNBA playoffs are just getting started, though. Both of these series, they continue Sunday with a pair of Game 2s in the best-of-three first round. The Sun, they look to close out the Lynx at 1 o'clock Eastern on ESPN, and then the Aces, they look to advance past the Sky and into the semifinals on ABC and the ESPN app. Coverage begins with our ace, Chenea Gumake, and WNBA Countdown at 12.30 Eastern on ESPN News. Coming up on NBA Today, who has the claim to the title world champs? Giannis Antetokounmpo, he weighs in on the conversation. Should it be Germany or should it be the Nuggets? Plus, the in-season tournament, can you believe it actually begins in just... 50 days Richard Jefferson he breaks down everything you need to know about what will make this successful. Plus big perk he gives us his ideal starting lineup for team USA next summer. You're not going to want to miss that especially now that Devin Booker has volunteered. Don't go anywhere we're just getting started.
4: Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. You're watching NBA Today.
2: All right, let's get into a little bit of Team USA because heading into the Summer Olympics, Kyle Kuzma, he went on social media with some thoughts here. This is what he said. He said, quote, USA basketball better get some NBA stars that know how to play a role. Okay. Anybody can be nice with the ball in their hands, but can you be cool with defending and going to the corner for a few possessions? And then Devin Booker, this caught his attention. He responded with three simple words. said, hey, I'll do it. So, Brian, you were with Team USA during this World Cup. Do you think there was a lack of role players, as Kyle Kuzma is saying? Is that the reason that they came up short here?
0: Not in my opinion. I hmm. felt that there was a great camaraderie, great sharing of roles. They just... Were not, they were not built in a way that made them effective for the FIBA game. And maybe I don't want to assume I knew what Kyle Kuzma was talking about. Maybe he means about next year. But I'll also say Devin Booker played a very effective and uh, imp- you know, uh, important role for the team that won in Tokyo in 2021. And for that reason, Booker will be on the team if he wants to be. He's got a golden ticket to come back to the team. I will just say that this team did not lose because that somebody was selfish or somebody didn't want to play a certain way. They had a great character. This team was not flawed in character. It was flawed in construction. And even the construction wasn't stupid. It just was a gamble that ended up failing. And I'll just point something out. I know that there's no participation trophies for, for Team USA, I get that. They lost one game by two points. They lost one game in overtime and they lost one game by six. Their style failed. But it wasn't like it was a disaster. They yeah. need to get better and, and turn some knobs mm-hmm. and do some things. But let's just have a, a better appreciation of how hard this actually is.
2: Absolutely. I think some people right, would point to the amount of, of points that they gave up and where that ranked in terms of all-time history of Team USA's. And, and fair, I, I understand what you're saying. Like Some appreciation for what was done here. It's interesting, though. You mentioned it. Devin Booker was a part of Team USA in Japan. They took home the gold. There were some questions as to, oh, should some other guys have been out there, Perk, for this World Cup? But I'm just going to put all that over here and say for Team USA in Paris, your ideal starting five would be who?
1: Well, first of all, we don't lose. OK, <laughs> so that means we have to make sure that the we have the best representation as possible. And if you had to ask me who's my starting five, yes, who's going to be on that private head in the uh, Paris, I'm going with Steph Curry. OK, at number one. I'm going with LeBron James. Yes, I know he's old at number two. I'm going with Kevin Durant, number three, arguably the greatest scorer to ever touch the damn basketball. At number four, I'm going with Jason Tatum, a guy that averaged 30. I got so much size at the perimeter with a shooting ability and stealth. And to anchor my defense, give me Anthony Davis. That five right there, that's my starting lineup. That's my starting lineup to represent our country.
2: All right, so that's great Steph, LeBron, KD, Tatum, and Anthony Davis. Any notes there, Brian? Yeah. I know it's Perk's list, but just had to check.
0: And yeah, no, it's a great list, Perk. I would love if that team could be healthy enough oh. to play next year. Um, and uh, Anthony Davis arguably is the most important part of that. That, that picture there because the, the the united states needs size obviously kd and tatum would be incredible to have out there lebron has won multiple medals the one thing i'll just say before we move on from this year's team because malika you mentioned about who wasn't there you know josh hart had three month old twin boys that he brought with him with his wife took care of them while this was happening jalen brunson moved his wedding by two months. Can you imagine this? You come to your fiance and say, hey, I just got invited to Team USA. We need to move our wedding from the first week of September to the second week of July. And you let's like in three or four weeks. These guys who were there bent over backwards to make it happen. And I know that there were some guys who had really bona fide reasons why they couldn't come. And Josh Hart and Jason Brunson had those reasons and they still went. And I, I don't want to give them excuses. But you know what, Kirk? We do lose. We do lose now. We've lost six times in the last three tournaments. We do lose now.
1: Well, 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 that's a problem. And one, listen, marriage is a beautiful thing, okay? Having children is a beautiful thing. But, Wendy, right now you're making more excuses for them than a man going to jail. And I don't want to hear it. We don't lose.
2: (laughs) That's what that face was. That was the we don't lose face,
0: Perk. We do lose. History yeah. would say, yeah, historically, We're not yes. supposed to lose. I,
2: I, would, I would ask, though, Brian, you said Anthony Davis could be the <laughs> biggest piece of that Rubik's Cube, the, be the biggest piece of that puzzle, not Joel Embiid?
0: Well, I don't want to make an assumption that Joel Embiid, who he's going to play for. So he has the ability to play for France or play for Team USA. The French don't need centers. The French Mm. need perimeter players. The Americans badly need big men. Now, I'm gonna just point out that the last several seasons, Joel Embiid has been nursing an injury at the end of them. And to assume that he's gonna be healthy enough, that's a big assumption, but yes, Joel Embiid would be amazing to get for Team USA. Uh, And frankly, one of the things I've advocated is for teams uh, overseas to embrace their African players that they have in in their country, like China, could really benefit from that. Whatever it takes to get a center who can compete with those European big men, Mm -hmm. with Nikola Jokic and those big German guys, got to have it. Uh, If you care about Team USA winning the gold, you should embrace our naturalized citizen Joel Embiid and ask him to come play for Team USA next summer in Paris. Yeah obviously health is going to be such a big thing for both Joel Embiid and for Anthony Davis how they come through the NBA
2: season how long their seasons are will almost surely have an impact on whether or not they're available to play in the world in the in the Paris Olympics rather regardless of which team that they're playing for. Um, Brian I mentioned that you were you were in Manila you spent a whole lot of time around Team USA Uh, you were at the South Sudan game which I still think was one of the best stories of the summer I am not sure and I'm curious if you did if you had on your bingo card going in this enormous debate that was going to blow up over who owns the title (laughs) of who is the world champion
5: and of course
2: as with all things after Giannis weighed in we heard Dennis Schroeder weigh in all these NBA players hopping on social media getting their jokes off of course our very own Richard Jefferson he had some thoughts
4: really quickly just to clarify all of this NBA world champ listen the Denver Nuggets they're the best team in the world Germany they're the world champions now look for all the people that are new to the NBA world all it is is about arguments so welcome to this world perk did you did you see
1: how he tried to have that background to like cover up all the shining on this ball spot? That's number one. <laughs> Two, we don't want to see Richard right now. Can we wait? Ugh, like
2: it wasn't what, yesterday what made him National do that? Bald is Beautiful uh, Day.
1: Yeah, I, I mean who who came up with that day? <laughs> did he did he do it like right? we have a national him everything, everything day? So yeah, there you go. here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I look at world champions, okay? I think about the NBA and one word comes to mind global. The okay. NBA is a global brand, meaning we have players from all around the world that's in the NBA. Four of them right now are international players that are in my top seven of best players in the world. So, with that being said, anyone who wins the NBA title, meaning that means that you're going against top competition from around the world, you are a world champion, period. There's no other way around.
2: But the NBA is kind of the only league that does it like this, Brian. What do you think?
0: So, yes, absolutely. It's definitely an argument. Everybody over there was talking about it. Steve Kerr, who's won world championships and also been a world champion, was asked, which is more legit? And Steve Kerr gave a very diplomatic answer when he said both. Here's the thing. FIBA basketball is completely different than NBA basketball. It's the same sport played in a different language. When we go over and play that style of basketball, we are not playing our style. We are playing their style in Europe. You know, if you think it's that simple, I'm telling you, it is not. It is very different. They look at the world differently. When Tyrese Halliburton goes between his legs and throws an alley-oop to Paolo Banquero, the highlight of the week here in in the U.S., they thought it was an affront. They were offended by it. There was almost mm. a fight on the court. And I'm like, you know, NBA players try to entertain the fans. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, Mikael Bridges hits a three-pointer, shows the three to the, to the opposing bench, technical foul. We love that in the NBA. We want a team. We like too small. We, we like that. Over there, that's considered an, 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 you know, an offense. FIBA basketball is better in sort of the pure form of the game. NBA basketball is played at a higher level of athleticism and in my opinion, is significantly more entertaining. But comparing the two of them, like they're on the same level, is not true. And it's not just that one is better than the other. They are different. So you can be the champion of, you know, the world champion, and you can be the, the, the you know, the, the World Cup champion, and those can be two different things, even though they've got the same word in it. And I know our world isn't built to handle nuance, but that's just the way that it is. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I actually <laughs> didn't even mind Richard's
2: definition. I know Perk don't hate me for saying that. But then, you know, all the people in the comments, they're going to want me to ask you, Perk, all right. So if it's Phoebus, let's say it's Phoebus style, then. If it's the Nuggets taking on Germany, who you got?
1: I got the Nuggets. One game. I got the Denver Nuggets. All right, Brian. Yeah, yeah, any, any, look, whoever has Nikola Jokic, until they knock him off, I'm rolling with them.
5: Okay.
0: Malika, are we playing this in Manila or are we playing this in Denver? Because if we're playing it in Manila, there are situations in which I could see Germany winning and it's with Jokic with three fouls in the first quarter and, and Aaron Gordon touching somebody on the perimeter and being sent to the bench. So. You know, it, it seems like an easy answer. I'm telling you, it's not. If they played in the United oh. States, if they played at the, at the uh, ball arena, the Nuggets would run them out of the gym in 15 <laughs> seconds. If they played them in the Mall of Asia arena, I'm telling you, it would be a lot different story. This, these are fighting <laughs> words, Brian Windhorst, <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much. Can you believe
2: that we are only 50 days away from the start of the in-season tournament? So here, what NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, what his expectations are for those games. NBA Today will be right back.
1: today
4: give me some details how did this thing come about and what's it going to look like the nba has been talking about this for years
3: all 30 teams will participate our very first ever nba in season tournament oh razzle dazzle oh next level
1: so the nba just dropped the mid-season tournament interesting
4: Finally, you have something that allows teams to be super engaged early in the season. I really feel like it's gonna
2: be
3: the young stars Uh
2: that are going to thrive in this sort of thing. Oh
3: my goodness! Every single team has a chance to win this cup.
2: It's kind of hard to believe that in just 50 days we're going to get our first look at the in-season tournament. And you, if you have any questions on, you know, maybe how all of this works, don't you worry. Our friend Richard Jefferson, he has all of the answers.
4: All right, everybody. The NBA first ever in-season tournament is now official. But how does it work? Like this. First up is group play. All 30 teams will be split into six groups, three from the east, three from the west, with a random draw based on last year's regular season record Here's what the groups look like in the west. Here's what they look like in the east. Each team in a group plays each other one time. A total of four games two at home, two on the road. One, two, three. Yeah. Now, those games happen Tuesdays and Fridays in November, so set your calendar. Basically, these regular season NBA games also count as tournament games. Now, In each group, the team with the best group play record after those four games, they're moving on. The team with the next best record in each conference, those two are the wild cards. Always watch out for the wild cards. Now, we get to the knockout round. Eight teams, single elimination, and you know what that means. Win and move on or lose and you're out four teams standing, guess what? You're headed to Vegas, baby! That's right! In Las Vegas, the semifinal battles will get us to the championship game on December 9th. Two teams in a winner-take-all final to be named champion and be awarded the first ever NBA Cup. You're gonna love it.
2: Thank goodness for Richard. Uh, So that's how the in-season tournament is going to work. But yesterday, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, he explained why the league is actually implementing the IST and what will make it a success. Take a listen.
3: We're looking to create a new tradition here. As the saying goes, new traditions aren't created overnight. And so I think this, it will need to build over time. Having said that, there are objective measures we'll be able to look at in its first season. One, certainly attendance versus those are regular season games. Maybe what they, it might have been versus typical games at that same time in the season. Obviously, television ratings, social media interest, coverage. Those are all things that we look at. The energy on the floor. I mean, I think for all of us who follow the league, if you watch 30 seconds of a game, you can tell the difference for the most part between playoff games and regular season games, they're played with a different sense of intensity. And I think here, if we're, if we're seeing early indications of success, you're going to see something a little bit ratcheted up intensity than you see during a typical regular season game. And I think that will be a sign of success here. But I think ultimately, you know, it'll be the fans, the coverage, which will be telling us whether this is working or not.
2: All right, so that's what Adam Silver says. But Brian Windhorst, how are you actually going to measure the success of the in-season tournament?
0: I think what Adam just said is right on because I think we'll be able to know. The players will tell us. They won't tell us with their words. They'll tell us with their actions. We'll see their intensity level and they play these games, especially, like, if they need to win – to advance, you know, in in the later stages, and when the, when we get to the Final Four in Vegas, if that is played like a playoff level basketball and winning is, you know, celebrated, it'll mean a lot. And by the way, hey, Perk, this is a very FIBA style feel here. <laughs> so while we're talking about champions, <laughs> Do
2: they get the claim? Whoever wins the in-season tournament, are they world champions until the end? Like, you know what? I'm not even. I'm not. I'm not even going to throw that in there. Cheney where do you fall yeah. on this? For-
5: I think this is amazing. As a WNBA player who has seen the institution recently of a Commissioner's Cup, this is different, but players play hard. They love the idea of making more money in season. So, yes, it might feel a little tedious, but a little bit of March Madness in the NBA is one great for fans. And I think the players are going to be excited because, as you mentioned earlier, Malika, young players have an opportunity to do something that maybe they thought was out of reach, but now it's within reach. It's not easy to win a playoff, you know, period. best of seven series, step by step by step for an NBA championship. But anybody can win one bracket. Anybody can get hot at the right amount of time finishing that top eight. And then you want to be that man. You want to be that person that holds up the first ever NBA Cup. So I feel like this is a great opportunity for young stars to really be motivated, but also create their own moments whereas those might have felt out of reach if their team was not like in championship contention. Absolutely. I was really bullish, Perk, on like I thought the Sacramento Kings, they
2: are primed to be right at that spot to be able to win something Mm -hmm. like the first NBA Cup. But then I took a look at their bracket and like Brian said, it's going to depend on who the the more seasoned team, like the Golden State Warriors, decide how much effort they decide to put into those games because they're group is hard. What, what do you see when you're looking at this first in-season tournament game just coming up in 50 days here?
1: Well, one, someone is going to be crowned a champion that has a zero chance at actually being a world champion. That's number one. Number two, I'm going to look at the competition like Wendy and Adam Silver said. Are they going to come in playing like like the guys played in last year's All-Star game or are they going to come in like they play in the play-in tournament? And then Raiden says it all. But it's going to be interesting to see how the old heads, like you said, Steph Curry, Draymond, Clay, LeBron, how they approach it. Because now if this goes well this season, maybe you could start adding a little bit to it next season. Maybe. You add an MVP to the play-in tournament, and that MVP automatically get an All NBA selection. You just oh. never know. I mean, it's ways to critique things. You know, like you can enhance it. You know, okay, now Bert. you enhance a I like role. it, okay, Perk. Perk. I was not prepared. Uh, okay, you know, he's fresh off the cruise you know. and dropping new
0: gems, <laughs> Cheney I love this. Oh, this yeah. is Perkins Trophy. Okay. Okay, and with that,
2: we are headed to break. We're going to get our first taste of the tournament in just 50 days, Bucks versus Knicks. Coming up here on NBA Today, we go all-access with Paul George, his off-season workouts. Plus, take a listen to a little bit of his podcast coming up after this.
1: You're watching NBA Today.
2: Being a 10-time All-Star, I think it also makes for some pretty great teaching credentials. And Paul George, he was in the gym with Blazers Jabari Walker, who's entering his second season, and he's getting some advice from the veteran star. So check out this all-access look at their recent workout.
1: In this situation, well, he might be on this. let me see what he got here. You know what I mean? So you can go, oh, I can go fast with this. If he playing me fast, oh, okay. Then I'll give it to him, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now I'm in breakdown mode. Just, yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, I'm looking at that like that gap. So if we slide, and I, I see all this gap right here, now I can either explode and take that. I'm thinking I got a blow by, okay. but slide their feet, he good at sliding his feet. Now I know I got him where I want him. Cause he's trying to race me to that. So if he beat me there, cool. I just play right on. When he on that one, he's still going away from me. Take that spot up. So here. He can't, yeah, he can't even. Like if he can test that, he gotta run into you. You know what I mean? If you just taking that little here and you right up at it. He's already gonna be on your side. If you round it off, now he can he might be able to do something and out that a tougher shot now. I can punch that. No dribble off that. So up here, you guard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Up here
2: great stuff from paul george there and since we're talking about the clippers steve Ballmer, he was actually a recent guest on paul george's podcast p podcast and you guys this clip is you know what i'm gonna let it speak for itself
3: i'm going crazy i mean doc kind of calls yeah talks to me after the game he says yeah, you know, basically, dude, we've got eighty-two of these at so, least. <laughs> you might, you
1: might, you want to save a little wear and tear on your vocal cords and your body. Otherwise, uh-huh. you'll talk like me. There <laughs> cool. we go. There we go. Yeah, that's two. That's two good accents you can do. Steve, <laughs> you'll sound like me if you if you. I don't know. I don't know.
2: That's incredible, Perk. Can you do one? You played. You played for him. Can you do a Doc Rivers, our I, new teammate?
1: I, 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 I mean, I, I don't know, but he was like, Perk, Perk, do your job, do Mark. your role. Otherwise, come sit next to me. I'm like, oh, all right, Doc, whatever. All right, Doc. Whatever. My voice too country and deep. I can't. You know what? We got time now that he's no our new teammate. We got a little bit of time,
2: a time to work on it. We'll work on it also in our 60 second break. Be right back.
1: <laughs> NBA Today is brought to you by One Key. Rewards on any way you travel. Two, double espresso shot.
3: Yeah, I'm, feeling good. I'm on top of the world. Unreal experience. Yeah.
1: getting hit in the face with the shoe. <laughs> been low, it's been great. Drop shot, got it.
4: Subbing in the butler. Oh. <laughs> yeah.
2: to celebrate or celebrate happy birthday to you 34th birthday for jimmy butler so let's do a little top of the top to celebrate and we're going to start with top posters we're going to go to 2013 sorry sorry trish bosch oh wendy did you did you get to see that one
0: probably but i'm just wondering what his hair is going to look like at media day that's really my number one concern. <laughs>
2: Wendy, Wendy asked the the hard questions, and then we got a
5: little top step back here. Oh, Cheney that's just filthy. Oh yeah, I mean, that Chicago era was fun. Oh, we got more. Yeah. Oh, we got it's more. It's the side step. It's the sidestep. That's his signature tempo dribble. Watch. Bam, bam, bam. Yup, side step. The Hornets got it's rid going of that up.
2: Court. And by the way, all of these were game winners. So. They call him Jimmy Buckets for a reason. Jimmy Ben
1: Clutch. (laughs) Absolutely.
2: And then this is a little, we don't usually do this. This is top memes, but Jimmy's facial expressions. I mean. Yes. (laughs) Go Oh, yeah. (laughs) Celebrating on the sidelines. This one's my favorite. Oh, yeah, the eyes.
5: It's so good. (laughs) It was the I'm tired, boss, though. This one right here is the one.
1: That, yeah. that one right there too, yeah. Oh
5: my life I had to fight. Well, and then we did a little
2: top 2023 20, playoffs.
3: <laughs> it just kept giving. It's the, greatest.
4: it's
2: the greatest. Oh, and then when you can back it up with play like that perk.
1: Absolutely. Don't (laughs) poke the bell. Ooh, that's what I like. like Oh, my goodness. All
2: right, friends. Happy birthday, Jimmy Butler. Before we bounce, we have to ask Have you checked your Facebook lately? Um, Maybe you should. I know I haven't uh, in a minute, but there was a great story for one Miami Heat fan who found this post on his Facebook from Dwayne Wade. This was from 14 years ago, Cheney. So, Wade, he caught wind of this on social media. He confirmed that it was indeed him, the Hall of Famer, who back in 2009 contacted back a fan. Just wanted to drop you a note. Say it's been real cool reading your comments on my Facebook page. I've been reading what a lot of people think. This really isn't me. But it's official. This is the real deal. Can you imagine, Shanae,
5: getting that message? (laughs) Yeah. I just love that he was like, I think this was me. This was a long time ago, but reading the message, it's giving me. It's, it's giving really me. giving me. <laughs>
2: so this prompted a little bit of a, a debate yeah. in our in our staff room to take a little bit of a deeper dive into Facebook pages back from 2009. Perk, you oh, no. were in your Celtics prime. Did you really appreciate you <laughs> not understanding getting any podium time this season? Like what? What is this?
1: Uh, I, you know what? I was in my feelings, and I think I was just introduced to social media. Oh, and
2: then we have this one. Coach Janae.
1: Wait, what is
2: this? You're the winner of our Lamborghini for life contest. Please contact us <laughs> in the next 13 years to gain this lifelong oh, prize. Is this like real life? <laughs>
5: because I'm gone. You left a Lambo on the table. When well,
2: did I do you know. leave a Lambo? Don't worry, though. You were in Cleveland. Great season of reporting. Just wanted to to say that I'll save you a seat on my jet ASAP.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That- Malika, <laughs> you were passing notes in eighth grade.
2: What does this one say? <laughs> we Team oh, USA snap. would like to acknowledge. Oh, we're going to the we're going to the 2012 Olympics. Give me my time machine. <laughs> <laughs> You're Our crazy. staff had too much time on their hands this morning. <laughs> okay. Clearly. Too I actually thought much I got a limbo. Yes. Don't Most. worry, Sinead. We'll,
1: we'll go get you one. We'll, Zach, get, we'll get one either does Zach way.
2: still have the green one? We can go borrow his. We can go borrow that his. Part, Perk's, got I, Perk's got the hookup. got the i
1: dumb. I didn't even have a Facebook at that time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's that's, that's going to do car, it for oh, us here it, on it, NBA it's Today. Real Thanks for having a little bit of fun with us to end the show. We will see you tomorrow, same time, same place. <laughs> NFL Live is coming up next.